I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into WTF Wednesday here on Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins alongside Pat Oni with you for the next hour on Mojo 5 Radio or wherever you find this podcast. Or alternatively, Pat. There is an alternative to listening. There is? Yes, I get to see our beautiful mugs. Well, at least your beautiful mug and my handsome mug. By being a critical thinker, going to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. $5 a month allows you to see this show exclusively, fully in the video format. So you can watch us. Um, but Pat, it is a WTF Wednesday, so um, um, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. So on free and fair elections is just such a threat, literally. I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates back then never breached the Capitol as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Just, just... He's not saying any of this to alarm us. He's saying it because we should be alarmed. Uh, what the hell's the difference on that statement? There is none. Okay, D- didn't think so. Um, and then my question to him is, um, um, what the hell do the Confederate soldiers and the insurrectionists, where the hell does that link come together? Like, 
And, and um, then furthermore, Pat. Uh huh. The greatest threat to our democracy since the Civil War. Uh huh. Now, was he talking about the insurrection on the sixth? And I use insurrection in air quotes all the time, folks. I just, just letting you know. Is he talking about that or the the voter ID laws and what what the hell is he talking about? Um, does Joe Biden know what he's talking about? Well, see, I have postulated this theory since the beginning of his campaign that um, he's not in charge. He has never been in charge of anything. He can't think for himself to save his life. He is a wind-up doll at this point in time. We've seen it time and again, right? So whatever is put in front of him, he will read. He is the Ron Burgundy of presidents. Whatever is in front of him, he will read it. Or whatever is in a note card that is stuffed into his pocket so he doesn't get caught off guard, he will read it. Mmm, ice cream. Oh, we're already here? I'll have a vanilla cone. I mean chocolate because I'm not racist. Now, a lot of other shows, because this happened right before we went on air yesterday, by the way, that this whole speech in Washington, D.C. A lot of other shows are going to spend their day and time taking this seriously. But as I said on Twitter, how can you possibly take this seriously? How? At at this point in time... Every single day, we see something stupider and stupider, more aggravating, more frustrating, more insane coming from the left. At some point in time, I don't give a crap what you say anymore. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. I can point out your absurdity without... Wasting energy, right? This is just absurd. Okay, move on. However, there is a tactic that we have talked about with this righteous resistance that we are forming to this insanity. And that tactic is what? In fact, it's the number one tactic that we need to be using. Um, Would that be mockery, ridicule, scorn? You are correct. I mean, what else is there when it comes to this kind of insanity? Taking it seriously? Why the hell would you take this seriously? Because if you do that, you are giving that their premise is true. Well, and and if you've listened to this network long enough, back to when this network was first, you know, taking off, you might have heard a one Doc Thompson say, if there's nothing you can do about it, mock the hell out of it. Seriously, there's nothing we can do because this is the left taking their mask off. This is not Joe Biden, I would say, taking his mask off. This is the left having their will be done in the words of Joe Biden. Okay, they're insane. 
Most of America is not insane. I mean, I, I just laugh at this stuff because it's just insane, right? So in the vein of that, Pat, since we're not going to take this all that seriously, let's pull something from later in the week. You know, we do this thing on Fridays called Top 5 Fridays. Um, the worst threat to our democracy, the biggest threat to our democracy since world or since the uh, um, Civil War. At least he's not calling it the modern day Civil War. But the day before that, he was calling it Jim Crow 2.0. And I'm, I have a feeling that comes from the fact that um, there was a Supreme Court decision in the last decade here that has allowed more, I wouldn't say restrictions, but more restraints on illegal voting, right? Tactics that would allow for illegal voting to occur, like bribery, like not having to show an ID, all sorts of wonderful goodness. But, Pat, let's go with our top five things that are more dangerous to our democracy than um, whatever the hell Joe Biden was talking about. Um, well, I think I think number five, if if we're going to go in order here, sure. And and should we also be saying top five, you know, dangerous things that are more da- that that have been dangerous? Yeah, just the so five five things off the top of our head that we can think of that are more dangerous or have been more dangerous to our democracy than whatever Why? the hell. He was talking about right, but what I'm saying is, shouldn't shouldn't we be saying republic because republican democracy are two different things? Just saying, I don't disagree, but let's let's give for them the, their the premise. Okay, so I think number five, it's got to be Joe Biden's dementia. It's <laughs> a good point. That's a very good point, actually. I, I think I actually might take that one seriously because. Um, what the hell is that man talking about? And furthermore, if you go down this rabbit hole, okay, he's got dementia. Who is pulling the strings behind the scenes? That's the dangerous part of this. And we're seeing it play out every single day in front of those cameras. Every single day. Continue on here. Um, I'm going to go with CNN. Is CNN not more dangerous to our democracy? Um, considering of all the fake news that comes out of that network and of all the bad journalists that come out of that network, yeah, because it's a network with an agenda. And Brian journalists with an agenda are dangerous. Brian Stelter. Uh, probably number, number the number one culprit over there. Don the Lemon. Probably a close second. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Cuomo. Ooh, he actually might be number one. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say they are a danger to our democracy because they, like, at least with Fox News, they're up front with their opinion bent, right? If you were well, to yeah. look at their straight news, it's pretty straight. I mean, you've got Chris Wallace, a registered Democrat. You've got a lot of people from all sorts of different ideological bents in that news area. 
But I digress because then I, then I came up with the three that I think are the most difficult. Um, I don't know about you, Pat, but if there was a Jim Crow 2.0, that means there was an original Jim Crow. So, yeah. um, I'm going to put that in the list. Um, Jim Crow laws. You know, making it illegal for black people to vote. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. It wasn't illegal for black people to vote. It's just that um, all the things that you suppressed and depressed about them, um, you suddenly made the, the things that they needed to accomplish in order to vote. You know, paying a poll tax. Oh, wait, I'm a poor sharecropper. I can't do that. No, nope, you don't get to vote. Um, oh, and um, literacy test, because we we can't have those black folk be literate back in the day, right? That That's that just something we couldn't do. Um, oh, and then um, we have the Supreme Court um, upholding Jim Crow laws in Williams versus Mississippi in 1898. Hmm. Maybe that was a bigger threat to our democracy. Like decades Almost what? Eighty years of Jim Crow. That might have been a bigger threat to our democracy. Just, just guessing. But what's that amongst friends, right? What's what's a little Jim Crow amongst some friends? Mm-hmm. Um, should we go with number two? Sure. Number two being nine eleven. Whoa, 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 Pat. What? My friend Matthew Dowd, our friend, you know, talked about this. He couldn't be more right. The one six attack for the future of the country is a profoundly more dangerous event than the 9-11 attacks. And in the end, the one six attacks are likely to kill a lot more Americans than were killed on the 9-11 attacks, which will include the casualties of the wars that lasted 20 years following it. We have yeah, had periods you know, of political violence in this country, and it and I believe we're on the edge of another one, tragically. And 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 we have to fight back against it at the ballot box. You're wrong. It's the one sixth attack. Are you okay over there? The level of stupid coming out of that is astounding. Just when I thought somebody couldn't say anything dumber than Joe Biden, this dude says, hold my beer and goes and says this crap on air. Um, a lot of people died in nine 11. A lot of people lost their families in nine 11. Um, the symbolic nature of 9-11. The one, what happened on 1-6, and this is, this is still understating it, is it pales in comparison to even think that 1-6, that, that what happened on January 6th is worse than 9-11. Is probably one of the dumbest, most asinine. Don't get worked up, Pat. 
and probably one of the cruelest things I think I've ever heard but, someone say. But see, you're falling into the trap. You got worked up. Yeah, I suppose I did. Now, there's a reason for it, right? Because, you know, for people like you and me, we our lives were profoundly different. I mean, and, I remember where I, I was. Right, everybody has that story, right? But for people like me, our lives were forever changed. Why? Because many people's course in their lives changed. Whether that's the 2,977 people who died, whether that's the 6,000 people who were injured in those attacks on that day, whether that is the people who were in college dropped out to serve in the military, right? There are lots of people whose lives were impacted in a profound way. All that being said, this is so stupid. This is so dumb. Oh, I can't help but laugh. And oh, by the way, Pat, that man that was speaking is Steve Schmidt. Do you know who that is? Isn't he like one of the top people at the Lincoln Project? Yeah, he's a co-founder of the Lincoln Project. Yeah. You know, that thing that was supposed to be Republican. Yeah. Does that, does that sound like a Republican to you? No. That sounds no. like a raving lunatic to me. And, it, it, and we allowed this individual and that group to to have any sway in the 2020 election, folks. It's it's almost like y'all so dumb, for real so dumb. So dumb for real. I, oh, like, seriously, I, who the hell died in the one-sixth attack on our capital? One person, her name was Ashley Babbitt, unarmed, murdered by somebody who um, whose name is floating around the Internet, hasn't been confirmed yet, so we, we will not mention it. And that person is not going to be punished for murdering her. So, 2,977 plus the thousands dead in the uh, the last 20 years of fighting those wars in Afghanistan and Iraq to one. Who the hell else has died because of it? None. Nobody. Nobody. You're an idiot. You're a moron. And like you said, Pat. Just when you think it couldn't get more absurd. And this is what I've been talking about when I talked about this up front, right? Every single day, the level of, of absurd that they have to get to in order to, to fear monger, to scare, to bring division and chaos. Folks, when they're talking like this, this is the reason why I'm emphasizing this, Pat, because when they are talking like this, when, when these asinine things come out of their mouths, we cannot fall into this trap of taking them seriously. Because once we do that, you're now playing on their playing field. The only way you win is by just simply mocking it, ridiculing it, scorning it, and moving forward with your life. Like, I'm over here laughing hard on the inside. This stuff is the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Ever. When it comes to a political take, some of the most ridiculous, 
ridiculous crap that people actually believe. They, they literally believe this stuff. Even people that were there that are old enough to remember this stuff believe it. What, what else are you supposed to do but laugh? <laughs> like, seriously, am I supposed to get so worked up that I waste my precious time on this stuff? No. No. Because I refuse to let that kind of crap into my psyche. I just refuse. No. You you don't deserve a seat at the table if this is your true belief. Just like Alex Jones doesn't deserve a seat at the table. Go ahead and speak. But just like Alex Jones doesn't deserve a larger platform than the one that he can create for himself, neither does Steve Schmidt. Like, if I was in charge of MSNBC, you're done. That's insane. You can speak all you want. You can do that on your Twitter feed or or Substack or whatever bullcrap you want to come up with, Steve Schmidt. But it ain't coming on my airwaves. I'm not allowing insanity like that. You know, you, you raise an interesting point here about Alex Jones and, and Steve Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Are, are we sure that they are not one and the same? Like, are we sure that, that, that Steve Schmidt is not Alex Jones in disguise? Kind of like Pat Oni is Jen Saki. Saki is Pat. No, but I, I, agree, I agree with the concept. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. But Pat, there's something else here that, that, that happened in like the 1940s. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like, there's this day that was going to live in infamy. Oh, oh, that day. That day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That, that yeah, might have um, been a, a bigger threat to our democracy. And of course, we would call it a republic because that's what it freaking is. But a bigger threat to our democracy. In fact, like perhaps a threat to existing period hmm. um just, this the state of Hawaii comes to mind um hmm uh, do, do you need some help here? Yeah, I'm sure I can help I, I just, you out. I, 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 I'm struggling. It, There's this this weird thing that happened in the 40s. I just can't put my finger on it. Yeah, yeah. It involved the um, U- U.S. Navy, specifically the Pacific Fleet, that was uh, in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and, and a little harbor that that started with Pearl. Oh, you mean Pearl um, Harbor? Yes. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. Hmm. I mean, how you could even put like World War II in there in general, but uh, specifically, if we want to go with what what was specific to us, Pearl Harbor is uh, by far number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, by the way, two thousand four hundred and three Americans were killed. Another eleven hundred and forty three wounded. 18 ships were sunk or run aground, including five of our battleships. But, but Andrew Coppins, um, 
January 6, 2021 uh, is a day that will live in infamy because um, it was a big threat to our democracy and that uh, uh, Confederates never even made it to the Capitol. And, and these insurrectionists did and put the lives of, of all of our wonderful politicians in danger, um, especially people like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, she wasn't even in the building. What the hell are you talking about? Well, well no, remember, she, she's going to therapy um, for... I feel for, like she for, needs it, but not for that. <laughs> uh, but, but, Pat, there was another day that should probably live in infamy. See if you know this date. Okay. November 7th, 1983. November 7th, 1983. Mm -hmm. Is that by chance? When was Reagan shot? Was that the day that he was shot? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Damn. Okay. What, what, was, what was that day then? <sighs> Just before 11 p.m. on November 7th, 1983, M-19 called the U.S. Capitol switchboard, warned them to evacuate the building. Ten minutes later, a bomb detonated in the building's north wing, harming nobody but blasting a 15-foot gash in a wall, causing a million dollars of damage. Over the course of 20 months from 1983 to 84, M-19 also bombed an FBI office, the Israeli Aircraft Industries Building, uh, the South African Consulate in New York, D.C.'s Fort McNair and Navy Yard, which they hit twice. <clears throat> they bombed the Capitol. So it actually happened in 1983 and... You know, we're bitching about January 6th, Which is one of at least seven attacks, by the way, in the 1900s <gasps> on our U.S. Capitol. So, so wait, wait. Now, so we, we've had seven and we're bitching about January 6th, 2021 by comparison. That, that's the worst thing since the Civil War. Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org m25m.org American Pride Roasters bringing peace and love to the world one delicious cup of coffee at a time. Hey, it's Brad Staggs before his morning coffee. <laughs> Oh my. Coffee. And this is Brad Stegs after his morning coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Historically great coffee. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. 
But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Adjust your mojo now. Thank you. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. You son of a bitch. Whoa, whoa, what the hell did I do to you? You didn't warn me that we were up against a break, and you let that break so rudely interrupt me. I'm telling you, that is the worst thing that has happened on radio since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. That is the worst thing to happen on radio since the Civil War. What? No. Alec Baldwin is the worst thing to happen on radio since the Civil War. Alec Baldwin hosting a radio program. That's the worst thing since the Civil War. Oh, and by the way, just just so we're clear on something, too. Uh That um, terrorist group that bombed the Capitol. uh Largely female. So I'm pretty sure that might be one of the worst things to have ever happened. So if if we could get over them bombing, um, hang on a second here. Um, uh, A communist organization, by the way, a real life communist organization bombing the U S Capitol. Um, the NFBI office, the Israel Aircraft Industries Building, um, a South African consulate, um, Fort McNair, and the Navy Yard, which they hit twice. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to survive the the one six attack. That that massive insurrection. Mm-hmm. You said insurrection. <sighs> I think that's kind of how we have to treat that word from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of ridiculous, why don't we just rip the band-aid off? Are you ready? Let's. That's right. It is time for the B or not the B, where we famously ask the question, is this headline from the Babylon Bee or not the owned by the Babylon Bee? 
If you didn't Correct. get that reference by now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for today's headline? Um, my dad trained me to be ready. Okay, we'll see if how well your dad's training paid off then. Today's headline, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. criminals disguised as cardinals busted by police disguised as priests. Criminals disguised as cardinals busted by police disguised as priests. What? Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. And while you're thinking about the Andrew Coppins, folks, if you haven't been listening to this program all that long, um, we have this longstanding tradition of doing a WTF Wednesday. And sometimes we get into this habit of the entire show is WTF. We've even had weeks where the entire week is WTF. I'm getting the sense that this week is kind of one of those weeks. And today is definitely a full on WTF Wednesday. Uh huh. My point is folks, things are getting nutty out there and things are getting nutty every single day. So if you haven't yet go to prepare with mojo50.com and start getting prepared, start with your food storage. Food is one of the most important things, if not the most important thing that you're going to need to be prepared for. Whether you lose your job or things just go to hell in a handbasket, it's good to be prepared. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. That is preparewithmojo50.com. Put some wine in the storage too while you're at it. It's the only way to get through this crap. Right. My advice is to start drinking and start drinking heavily, Pat. (laughs) <laughs> you know I'm a Mormon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how absurd things are. Even a Mormon is drinking. <laughs> um, all right. Do you need uh, So criminals disguised as cardinals busted by police disguised as priests. Is this the B or not the B? This is a really hard one. <laughs> like, wh- like, what the hell? Uh, so here's why I think this is not the B. Okay. okay. Because I don't even think the people behind Babylon B could pluck these two types of things to put together <laughs> into a headline. Like what would be the know. real life thing? Headlines. What, what, like what the hell would be the real life thing that they would be able to equate to this? Right? Uh-huh. Like, Oh, I I think I know what the real life thing could be that they could equate this to, but but I'm gonna stick with it being not the B. This okay. is not the B. Are you sure? I'm not sure, but I'm seventy percent sure, so I'm gonna stick with it. Okay, Andrew son. Yes, your father training paid off. I know. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> this is not the B. Um. <clears throat> A gang of alleged fraudsters would dress up as cardinals and priests to trick people to give them money by promising them loans from the Vatican Bank. The, uh, is it Carbonari? Is that how you said the Carbonari police claim that the fraudsters swindled people out of 1.7 million, which is approximately 2 million U.S. dollars, in the course of 20 different scams. The five men, part of this gang, fifty ages 58 to 75, would act holier than now, dressed in robes, and would present themselves as the Vatican's intermediary. 
Police officers caught the fake cardinals by going undercover as fake priests. Can't make it up. All five men have been charged with fraud and qualified theft and were arrested at Basilica of St. Maria um, in Rome, Central Piazza. Um, and if you, and, and they, they said here at the end, if, if I read that as pizzeria or was it just me? Because I totally did read that as pizzeria, but it's Piazza. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious. Getting if you're pretending to be a cardinal, then you're getting arrested by a priest that's mm-hmm. actually a police officer. It's it just ironic and hilarious. Oh, in oh so very many ways. Oh, so very many. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, there's there's another story that I was thinking of when uh, uh-huh. when you were talking about this, and, and and maybe you've heard about this. What happened to children in London? Not specifically, no. Like, what? What? What are you referring to? Well, I was referring to the uh, and and well, hang on a second here before because we got we gotta we gotta do this right. Okay. Because I present to you Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey. In London, there was a Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey Library Performance for Kids. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) Here is the opening paragraph of the story. After intense backlash from parents, a Labour Council leader and a London library are apologizing for a kid's performance that included a male actor dressed in a costume dubbed the Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey. A rainbow-colored costume including a fake penis, nipples, and exposed bottom. (laughs) You okay over there, Pat? <laughs> the Redbridge Library's Summer Reading Challenge, run by Redbridge Council in East London, set up the event, but the library has since apologized for the inappropriate costume the Daily Mail reported, noting that a full investigation has been launched by the council into the apparent use of taxpayers' money to hire the actor. They actually had to hire it. <laughs> and, and folks, if you haven't seen it, oh my God, Pat. Oh my god. It, How? This is a This is a real story. This is real life, Pat. This is not This is not a fantasy. This is real life. Oh. First of all, this is a costume. Who the hell puts on this costume? Who the hell is brave enough to put on this costume? Uh, good question, but also, Pat, um what you're failing to understand is how much did they get paid? <laughs> because this was an actor, right? Uh. The second part of this story that I don't know the answer to you quite yet is um, <clears throat> one of the animal costumes was inappropriate, which we were not aware of at the time of the booking. 
How is that possible? Um, it's a great question. I'm also offended at their use of the C in offense. It is really offensive mm-hmm. that you use the C. Stupid Brits. <laughs> like, how the hell? Nobody bothered to check for this before they got into this program. Nobody bothered to check to make sure that all the animals were lined up correctly. And if so, you saw this and you allowed it to happen. Fired, 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 fired. All of you fired. But, Pat, there's a, there's another question. Oh, boy. How much money would you have to be paid to dress up in that costume? Rainbow dildo butt monkey costume. See, there, there, there's no way. I don't think there's an amount of money in the world that would get me in that costume. Your face isn't exposed. Just your no, face. in that case. Well, yeah, I don't think there's anything in the world that would get me in that costume then. Just your fake penis, not not your real one. Mm, I'm still... I don't know. I don't know that I could do it. Um, See, I'm I thinking, mean, you know, if you're going at least four figures. Oh, man, I'm going seven. Right, but... But just for one time, one time only, and you might rake up like five grand and nobody knows who the hell you are. Oh, no, I, I need a, a minimum of seven figures. Now, we all minimum. know that Brad Stakes would do this for like next to nothing, right? Like well, yeah. maybe 20 bucks. And Ron Phillips might do it for maybe 40, but yeah. Bigger question is, uh, what about Izzo? I wonder what Izzo would get paid. Oh, I think, I think, I mean, Brad Staggs might do it for free. Izzo might be the one that does 20 bucks. Good point. I think we should throw this question out on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, having said all of that, Pat, you got some more WTF headlines for me? Oh, yes, I do. Um, Good luck topping that one, by the way. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to top that one, but this Mm -hmm. one's also going to be pretty bad. Can you play the, can you play the, uh, um, Pat is not Jen Saki clip uh, number 22 for the uh, Penn State University. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what that means is the following. I just take the average white guy in class, whoever it is. It doesn't really matter, dude. Dude, this guy right here. Dude, look, stand up, bro. What's your name, bro? Russell. Russell. This is, look at Russell here. Russell has Sean. This is the, I'm making your argument for you, right? Look at Russell right here. Just doesn't matter what he does. If I match him up with the black a black guy in class or a brown guy even, but let me just stay with a black guy in class who's just like him, has the same GPA, looks like him, walks like him, talks like him, acts in the similar way, has been involved in the same groups on campus, is it takes the same leadership positions, does whatever it is. If I match him up against that person, we send him into the same jobs, 
upon graduation. You've all done, he's done everything he's supposed to do. And the person I match him with has done everything he has been supposed to do. He's supposed to do at Penn State, right? They tell you, right? They do, do it, man. Go see your advisors and go do this and go do internships and do, and if you did this, if Russell did the same things, it's just the next per somebody else I find in this classroom and they go through four years here exactly together. Russell has a benefit of having white skin. Racist much? Also, where's your proof? Uh-huh. Right? So, <clears throat> I, I, the thing that I struggled with with this one is, this is an example of what is going on in the classroom, right? This is a great example, and we see lots of them, but this is a great example, right? Just pick, mm. pick some random person out there and shame him for whatever immutable characteristic that he can't change, right? Right. Okay. Or she. Um, but just because you say so doesn't make it true. Right? Right. Now, now, here's where this exercise could work. What if we did this experiment in class where we created a diverse board of directors or um, hiring, right? The HR department, right? We, we're the HR department in the class and it's diverse, right? It's made up of males and females, some blacks some whites, some Hispanic and Asian, right? We had everybody together. And then you had to blindly pick out the resume and decide what you're going to pay that individual for the job. You know nothing about the individual other than the rest of the resume, what their life experience might be, what their um, academic, right? Like what are mm -hmm. their credentials, right? But, but you're not being told that this is a social experiment. You're being told that this is an HR experiment, right? Watch what would happen if you change one th one little thing about their resume. Maybe somebody has had an extra job coming out of high school or they have experience that would lean them towards this position versus the other position, right? And this is why um, it, the last HR person that I had to deal with, because I work for myself now, that, that, that is a beautiful thing, by the way, um, he refused to ever see a resume that wasn't blind. All of the characteristics that might tell the him whom this individual was in terms of race, maybe a religious thing, um, gender, right? All of that is done. Doesn't need to know it. Doesn't want to know it. And just looks at the qualifications of the individual. It was his way of protecting his own ass from being sued, right? But in this experiment, what we have found, by the way, by doing this very experiment, is that people get paid differently all the time. And yet it happens even when you blind the resume. 
Why does that happen? It happens because people might interview differently. It happens because people might have um, might have their resume put together differently, right? You might be able to have the exact same lineup of your resume, right? Um, Magna cum laude. You might have the same GPA, the same everything, right? The same internship. But how do you present that, right? Do you tell the story of what your internship accomplished correctly or not? There's the difference that can make all the difference in what you get paid versus what the other person gets paid. It's insanity. And and I can tell you from experience because I'm a manager in my day job. And so I actually do a lot of hiring. Um, I can tell you from experience looking at people's resumes and setting up interviews. I'm going off of that piece of paper of who I like more from that piece of paper. Um, even if they have this, I'm like, okay, if they have all the same stuff contextually, which resume looks better? I'm probably going with the one that looks better and that, that feels better to me. Um, it's nothing against that person. It's just I'm going off of what I know of what is right in front of me. Now, what um, what's really interesting, though, is what he does because he doesn't look at the resume. He gets a notification of the individual having applied for this position, right? What he does is every single person in, let's say he opens it up for four weeks, every single person that applies gets a phone interview. And here's why. Because for some people, the resume doesn't speak the same way that they speak. And what he means by that, and what a lot of people mean by that is that they might speak better to their experience and be able to tell their story of their their work history or how they see the world in that sphere, right? They might tell that story better than they're able to write it. So before he even touches the resume, he gets the phone number. But on the resume, that phone number is blacked out and blinded out. So now he has the ability after seeing the resume to unblind that phone number and put the two and two together. Did I like, I rank the resumes, I rank the phone calls and I put them together for people that I want to come in for interviews. It's an interesting process I find, but one that is so convoluted. It, it, all because they're trying to avoid this kind of crap. Certain people have certain experiences, whether that be in life, whether that be academic, whether that be in boardrooms or within their company. It's just different. And even if you put everybody on an equal playing field, you won't get equal outcomes. You won't. Because even if, Pat, we were, as a society, to say every single person that is a customer service representative at Verizon or a customer service representative for XYZ Startup, you're going to make $15 an hour. Every single one of us hired for that position. You're going to get, let's say 20 people are hired. What you do with that $15 an hour 
How much are you paying in rent? How much is your cell phone bill? How much are all the bills that you already have? How much did you pay for college? How much didn't you pay for college? All of those things change your outcomes, right? You can't control for the outcome. That's what these people are trying to do. It's insane. We're, well, it's not a level playing field. Is it a level playing field that the person um, who paid this much for college, right? Didn't pay anything. Mom and dad paid everything. Great. That's awesome. Good for you. Is it a level playing field for the person who had to um, spend six years going to college because they had to find a way to scrimp and save and pay for it, right? Are they on the same level playing field? No. Or what about the person whose parents um, started making a lot of money later on in their high school career, but struggled their entire life growing up financially? So much so that they couldn't save. But, but now, if you wanted to take out a student loan, you're screwed. Because mommy and daddy now make too much money. But they didn't. 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? Is that person not at a disadvantage? Potentially. But they also might be at an advantage because they know how to save. They've been taught financial management. That person who has had their whole entire lives handed to them might not have been taught financial management. See, you can't control for that. So... Even if we were to even up that playing field, are your outcomes even? No, nor should they be. And if you want to argue that they should be, you are a communist. Continue on, Pat. All righty then. <clears throat> um, let's see. I'm going to go with this one because I just found this one to be hilarious. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle receive environmental award for pledging to have only two children. Wait, what? Yeah, they won an environmental award for only pledging to have two children. Is it from China? <laughs> mm. I'm sorry. Um, that's I'm sorry. That was a one-child policy. My, my bad, my bad. Right, right, right. Um, the Prince said in 2019 interview with British Vogue that, uh, that was guest edited by Markle that they would have only two kids maximum because they believe the earth is borrowed. Explaining his decision, Harry added, because surely being as intelligent as we are or as evolved as we are are supposed to be we should be able to leave something better behind for the next generation. This means the couple who currently have a son, two-year-old Archie, and a daughter, one-month-old Lilibet Diana, will, will not be adding any more children to their family. Okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why they get an environmental award for it. Oh, you see, only want to have two kids, that's fine. But. Overpopulation, Pat. Overpopulation. Okay. What does overpopulation and environment have to do with each other? 
well, we're overpopulating the environment, right? We're overpopulating the world. We're using too much of the resources. If we stop overpopulating, we don't use as many of the resources, right? And, and therefore, mm-hmm. we're not harming the environment. It's, it, it's kind of like Whatever. the dinosaurs, right? The dinosaurs were so prevalent and so just overwhelming to the resources of our natural world that they went extinct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, the, you, did you know the dinosaurs also had population control? Yeah, and did you know that population control is the worst thing to happen since the Civil War? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Well, I think we've got time for one quick more WTF headline. All righty then. Well, uh, Bernie Sanders um, has been silent Hi. on the Cuban pro-freedom uprisings after Fidel Castro's communist policies and by praising Fidel Castro's communist policies. Hmm. It's almost like he's a communist. You think? He's just a communist in socialist clothing, which is literally what Marxism is, right? Mm -hmm. Marxism is an incremental step towards communist. That's all it is. Literally. It Mm -hmm. is a... Um, proto-socialist, then socialism, fascism, alongside socialism, by the way, and then uh, and then full-on communism. Oh, this has also come from the guy who wants $6 trillion for our federal budget, by the way, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. heads up the House Budget Committee. But while <laughs> you're thinking of that, uh, hey, Pat, um, I think it's time for your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Alec Baldwin is the worst thing to happen in radio since the Civil War. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. And as always, Matthew 547. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5-0.